0: Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high-reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode one with a special Leader in Highlight interview with Marty by Jackie Maddox on Women in Electronics Radio. Women in Electronics Leader and Highlight Radio Program. And I'm so honored, blessed, happy to be here today with Marty McCurdy from Spirit Electronics. Um, I wanted to turn it over to you and say welcome. Uh, Happy to have you on our show today, Marty.
1: Thanks, Jackie. It's really an honor to spend some time with you and uh, figure out what's happening in the, the, the COVID world we're living in and how do we navigate all of that and still come out on the other side. Well, I think from
0: leaders like you, Marty, as we go through this uh, interview, we'll see that you're leading the way. And if we just follow certain leaders like you, we probably can come out pretty well on the other side. Um, But really, I wanted to start the interview. There's not too many female CEOs that I know or that I talk to. And so it's really interesting to talk to you. And and I just wanted to get a good sense. You know, when you say CEO, of course, that involves so much. What do your daily
1: responsibilities include? Well, you know, CEO means chief everything. So (laughs) if the coffee needs made or anything like that, uh, that includes me. Uh, The team definitely has incredible cohesiveness. It really is a a team effort in the culture that we have at Spirit that... um, you know, I, I really only get drugged into the high-level things that they need. They're, everybody really is self-sufficient, uh, self-driven, and uh, it keeps the team rolling at a pretty high pace. So uh, when people come in, they, it might look like nothing's happening, but once they're there for about a half hour, they realize it's, it's high energy and uh, fast-paced action going on.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome, and I'm sure that you're leading that pack. But really, what led you to fall into our industry? Like, what is your background, and how did you get here?
1: Well, uh, early on, I grew up in the middle of Pennsylvania in a very rural Amish community, and I knew early on that I wanted out of that. Uh, I knew the world pretty much had to be bigger than that and not flat, right? So... Um, <laughs> When I was a junior in high school, I signed up for the Air Force, and I was 17, so I had to wait another year till I was 18, and I had to get my parents' approval. Uh, so I graduated high school a year later, and uh, two weeks later, uh, turned 18 and left for boot camp, basically. <laughs> so I spent six years in the Air Force, which uh, kind of gave me the, the grounding and back from the back. Uh, and then I stayed in the industry. Um, roadmap kept leading me back to Mill Arrow, so I'm still in it. Uh, we run Spirit as a Spirit uh, as a better known women owned small, and um, it's it's been super. I I wish everybody would do two years like the Israelis. <laughs>
0: Yes. You know, I agree with you. I think that the military background is so critical. It's interesting that you said that because the women that I know that are at really high levels in their career actually have some type of military background. There's maybe some kind of connection there. And I think maybe it's the discipline. It's the endurance. It's everything that it teaches you about being a part of a team, leading and just serving something greater than yourself, maybe. I I don't know what that is, but it's an interesting connection. Um, And Marty, it's funny, this is maybe the third or fourth time or something that we've talked and had conversations, but I didn't know that you joined the Air Force at 17, and I didn't know (laughs) you grew up in an Amish community. So I feel like the more I talk to you, the more it unfolds. It's like, wow, I'm so interested. (laughs) But also, you had said threw something out there the last time we were um, having a chat and you mentioned about Forbes magazine. Let me, let me hear about that.
1: Yeah. You know, everybody has a carrot that they put out there. And if you don't have some kind of carrot or goals, uh, you know, you're just kind of on cruise control, in my opinion. So I always had some goals set and, you know, determined to get there, which I think that also, you know, brings the military back into play. Yes, you're right, discipline for sure, and we hire uh, a lot of vets. And it's a little bit more of a black and white approach, right, it's, um, it's not quite as, as maybe HR politically correct uh, that uh, most industries are. Like, mm-hmm. you can say, look, go do this, or, you know, I need that done, uh, do better here or there, and it's it's more it's very much accepted by the military community. Of maybe it's that chain of command that that you've been involved in with so much that you know there doesn't need to be a lot of of holding I call it so. Uh, it's great for us to hire vets because they come in with that mentality also, and then um, really the the entire ability to get you know a team moving like. The, in the direction that we're moving. Um, it takes the, you know, the goals and, and ambitions of everybody. It's just not my goals. So you kind of have to lay that roadmap out. And, and one of those, when I came into spirit was one, I had not accomplished was I wanted to kind of Forbes was always the big carrot, right? So we ended up in Forbes last June, uh, which, which, you know, ended up when you make Forbes, you kind of get a little bit different attention span yeah. from the, the industry and the market. And then Bloomberg and Entrepreneurial Magazine, a couple other ones picked it up, which was even, you know, icing on the cake. So yeah, uh, you can't complain. It was, you know, they come and get a, your photo and your photo shoot and all that. And, and they show you the pictures, but then they airbrush one and you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, how could I not go with the airbrush? You know, you look, a gazillion years younger so when it came out in in public my family saw it they're going hey where'd they get your prom picture (laughs) (laughs) i said well hey you know you got to put it out there and you know put your best face forward kind of thing
0: oh that's so funny well, you are actually aging very well, I have to say. So <laughs> not too much airbrushing <laughs> need to be going on. Um, but you know what, Marty? I think that's such a good point for, for people to hear. You know, men, women, everybody. Because if you don't have that carrot and you don't have that bigger vision, you you can't get there. And so, so many of us maybe think like, oh, that's too much to ask or, you know, whatever. I That's just way out there. But if you have that vision, you strive for it, you can reach it. And you did. I love that story. But I also want to ask you about when you came to Spirit, it was not a perfect situation when you bought this company, right? And tell me a little bit about that, because I'm a little bit fascinated about you how you came in, what you saw, and, and and then what got you to where you are right now? Like, How did you turn this around?
1: Yeah, the that's always a big challenge on an acquisition. Uh two things one are the financials and the second is what culture you're walking into uh to to get the employees that you're inheriting, you know, in on board and and committed to a new owner. It's a, very much a challenge, right? So, yes, uh the company was the owner had started the company in 1979 and ran it till 2017, at which point, you know, you, you get tired, you get uh, exhausted. You've tried a lot of things. And so the company was a little bit on the sideways role, uh, not making, you know, monthly, uh, you know, be staying in the, in the black, if you will. So turning that around was uh, the very first priority just to keep the company, you know, moving and into a, a more, profitable roadmap and getting the the team that I inherited to, to believe in me that I could do it with them or bring them along with me and not, you know, cut everybody, which sometimes happens in an acquisition, Mm -hmm. um, was the, was the big challenge. So I, I had to be transparent with them. This is what my plans are. This is where my one, two and five year, you know, roadmap looks like I want you guys to come along with me i'm the big jokester in the office so it's you know i i'm always if you can't have fun there it's you know the pressure gets too high so you know we tried to keep it a little bit light make sure everybody was you know uh, invested and uh, also make sure they were compensated enough to want to stay and stay on board and and see the bigger vision not just have a job and a paycheck but really have a career path for them and and that's an important key you know when you're smaller company you start to get very horizontal without getting layers of management in for for good growth and so that was you know that's a key piece for me still is making sure that we have vertical you know uh, structure so that my team has uh their own visible goals to where they want to you know move into next and we try to hire within and and promote within to you know for their career path goals as well
0: hmm. you know you said something we had you on the panel We were supposed to, you know, the EDS panel that we had to take virtual. And one you said something, and I'm telling you, it just really impacted things. And actually for some decisions I've made at Women in Electronics as well. So you said um, when you come across tough times, double down on your talent and also your marketing. So it's not Mm -hmm. the time to pull back on your talent or your marketing. It's the time to invest in that more. And I love that because it just gave me that little push to get over my fears of, oh my gosh, the financials, like you're saying, you're always like looking at the financials, but this is an investment in where you're going. So maybe you could just expand on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. That is true. There's the four seasons that everybody talks about of a company, you know, the spring, the summer, the fall, the winter, even though the company's been around since 19 we all, the the atmosphere and the mentality of the team is that we are a startup. So that energy and excitement that comes with the startup is kind of what drives us a lot because really from the acquisition time forward, it really is a totally different company. We've brought in all this value-add and back-end test services into a distribution model. So we're really nichey. We find um, very complex and interesting Uh, opportunities in our in our aerospace and defense space that makes us unique and it it gives the team something more interesting and involved to to do instead of just you know basically distribution of parts so uh, when I look at you know the like whatever comes our way right now it's COVID which is unprecedented but you always have to exercise these muscles right if you don't have I never really see anything as a problem. I see it as a, you know, an opportunity to assess, uh, grow, correct our, our path, whatever it is. But you've got to flex these muscles so that when something mm. that's just unprecedented like COVID comes, uh, your muscles are fit enough to manage this thing. And I was just having a conversation with my mortgage broker the other day, and he said, I must need more management skills because my team is... Disjointed, they're they're anxious, they're fearful, all this. I said, "Hey, my team is too, but you know, we've agreed to keep coming to the office and stay committed to this cause." Which I absolutely praise my team for making those decisions and sticking out, you know, this this uh, this pandemic with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we minimized everything on our outside uh, contacts, etc. So anyway, we're faring very well. But when I look at these situations that come up, honestly, you know, you have to take advantage of these times when mm. maybe your competition or others are, are pulling back or, or being cautious to what I call double down, right? It's, uh, you know, I've got to make sure my marketing doubled down, our innovation doubled down and so that we're staying ahead of this, you know, demand of, of what might be the world after this there's you know the world's going to still need our products and our services so we might as well get in there deep right now and and keep moving forward so the other thing we're doing at the moment too is expanding our facility We're we're building out again which is always fun because the team gets to put their ideas and and uh, thoughts in there so we we've decided now after we realized the pandemic hit we need to have our own uh, workout center. So we're going to build a mezzanine level so that we can keep our workout gear there. So, you know, all good things that come out of uh, you know some shutdown. Wow.
0: That's where we're at. Well, that's really interesting. You know, Marty, I think too, when we were talking before, there was a couple things that struck me just to kind of piggyback off what you were just saying. One was you were talking about, even through all of this, you know, you're doubling down on your talent and you're, you, you're obviously growing and you're marketing. But you also talked about getting rid of bad business. And I think maybe that sometimes Uh, is where we overlook. We maybe allow certain things, um, not even having a clue how toxic that can be in our companies. So you talked about that. And then you also talked about um, your management style. And, you know, I really wanted women to hear this because you said sometimes you might come across as harsh commanding or whatever it might be, but you command respect. So, with those two things, can you just elaborate a little bit?
1: Bad business is always uh, a tricky one, uh, and that is because you see the opportunity for a sale, and anybody that's ever sold anything, you know, never wants to give up that 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 order, whether it's a $1, thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, or a million. And even at a million dollars, if if you're only making you know two thousand dollars or whatever the effort is, uh, you, it's got to make sense, right? So yes, you are correct. We did talk about how we had to, one of the biggest turning points for Spirit when I came in was getting rid of bad business. And it's tough mentally just to let go of something, you know, that uh, is income because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't cover the, you know, your burn rate of overhead and it doesn't make the profit, you know, margin minimums that you need, right? So, even though the you know our revenue numbers have doubled every year that i've owned the company now uh you know that is always a sexy number for revenue but if the the margins or the you know the net of that doesn't make any sense you've got to adjust something so this year we've really made a big effort to make sure we're doing business that we want so it was the first year is getting it you know revenue driven all that but this year really was making sense of of margin and making sure the sale has made sense and i have a fantastic team that that can manipulate excel like nobody's business so we always are crunching numbers looking at numbers trying to figure out better ways and processes to do that and i think that uh, my management style you know comes into play there probably it's uh, I think when I first came, one of the you know comments I've heard uh, pretty frequently was don't ask Marty for anything unless you're prepared because if you ask it's going to happen right now you know <laughs> and uh, so you know there is none of this. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's put that together. Let's plan that. I'm not like that. It's like, oh that's great. let's do that right now for me, it's implementation right We talk about an account. And it sounds like a good idea. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get them on the phone right now. Like it's instant. Make the action now. So uh, that's kind of how the pace is and, and what happens at the office on a daily basis.
0: Well, I love hearing that because that's how I am too. And sometimes my team's like, wait, wait, like, no, let's go, let's go. And then you <laughs> right. we only have like a minute or two left. But I loved your okay. idea though. What you just said is you make it happen quickly, and you had mentioned the think tanks within your company. I love this idea. I wish more people would utilize their employees for think tanks and ideas. But can you just maybe, you know, in this next minute or two, to talk about that? Because I thought that was so interesting um, how you do that.
1: Yes, we we you know, for me, I uh, coming back to like the carrot or the goals. We, we know where we want to go, right? And uh, we know what the outcome is we want. And I think a lot of times people get hung up on how are we going to do that? Look, let the how go. <laughs> what is the big dream or the big carrot? You know, where do we want to be? And put that on the table and then let the team come with ideas. And when they start to brainstorm it, you know, at the table, more and more ideas come and that a lot of that is where we get some very creative marketing going on uh you know we we like the other day there was some uh one of our uh suppliers parts were going eol end of life and and we wanted to capitalize on it and so we're all like well how do we it's not a blue light special it's not this and that and we're like, what happens when it's the last time? And of course, one of our team goes, well, it's last call. It's 2 a.m. You know, So uh, that's the ad. It's last call. Let's see, so It's always fun.
0: Oh, Marty, I love talking to you. I, I feel like maybe we'll schedule another session. We can have a part two. There's so much we didn't get to today, but, okay. but I would love to wrap it up with you. Probably end up scheduling a part two because literally there's so many things more that I wanted to talk to you about. But um, I appreciate your input, your insight. I think you're an amazing leader. I actually just took a bunch of notes while I was talking to you going, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. I have to do that. So uh, thank you, Marty. We'll We'll have to utilize you for some of our think tanks.
1: <laughs> All right, Jackie. I appreciate the time. It's always good to talk to you. You too. Have a great day. Thanks for listening
0: with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.